today's a big day. Uh, welcome back to the Broccoli Roast, everybody. Uh, I want you to prepare for a policed country where privacy and individual choice are thrown out the window in lieu of an overarching private corporation-controlled government. Now, although you might be thinking we're already there yet, uh, already, <laughs> we are not, not yet. Um, not yet anyway, I should say. Uh, today we're talking about the controversial My Health Record and what it means for you, the everyday Australian. Making your personal health information available to the government might not be an intelligent thing to do. Here's why. The increasingly intimate ties between industry and government. These need to be two very clearly separate entities and I'm very sad and not surprised to see these lines start to blur. All of these decisions do nothing other than reinforce people's very valid distrust in their government. If someone is caught stealing, I don't know what, a television, would this warrant accessing their health information? What the heck is that about? How about you guys just stop treating the medical system like a business and start treating it like a service, which is the right of the Australian people to access? A whopping 79% of doctors surveyed said they do not have or intend to opt out of the My Health Record. This is the Broccoli Roast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm Kale Brock, filmmaker and journalist, and your host of the show. Um, this show is brought to you by the Gut Summit, my live event, coming to Perth, Adelaide, and Sydney over the next six months. We've got Perth on November 3rd, Adelaide and Sydney in February next year. Uh, for that, head along to kalebrock.com.au forward slash gut summit. Uh, before we jump into the meat of today's show, <clears throat> I also want to share with you a new project that I've got coming out. The Kids Gut Health Book, Mandy Microbe's Big Gut Adventure. That'll be available for pre-order in the coming weeks, uh, so in time for Christmas. And um, in that book, we deliver a bit of funny, relatable, and colourful story, which, it, which teaches important lessons of the gut microbiome, metaphorically, story-based, um, to, to kids. And <clears throat> I think that's really important for us to focus on our on our children's gut health, particularly where we're going with today's particular episode, and particularly with what's happening uh, from a governmental standpoint where we are beginning to lose our independence when it comes to making health decisions. So this is really important. It's suitable for kids aged 6 to 10 to read by themselves, uh, or for younger kids when parents are reading to them. Um, heck, I'm probably going to read it to my dad. That's how universal it is. Uh, and for that book, just head over to kalebrock.com.au forward slash Mandy. Uh, it should be ready for pre-order sometime in October for delivery by Christmas. But to stay up to date with that, also just follow me on Instagram at kalesbroccoli. Let's jump into today's episode. I've got my laptop here. I've got a bunch of notes that we're going to go through. I feel like all the movies we've watched over the years, um, things like Terminator, iRobot, <laughs> things with brain chips and trackers and an overarching government have kind of bit like been just movies, right? But I feel like we're starting to either manifest those things into reality or Hollywood was way, way, way ahead of the game. Politically, socially, economically, we are moving in that direction and it's starting to scare me. You might think I'm overreacting, but... 
the My Health Records situation for me, as a journalist who's specialised in health for such a long time, um, it sets some seriously concerning precedents about individuals' privacy and, and arguably more significant, the, the increasingly intimate ties between industry and government. These need to be two very clearly separate entities, and I'm very sad and not surprised to see these lines start to blur. For those of you who don't know, the My Health Records Act commenced back in 2012, 2012. Uh, and since then, 6 million Australians have signed up. But now, in 2018, unless you decide to opt out by the middle of October, you will automatically have a My Health Record generated. Now, a My Health Record is essentially the digitization of your health data. It might uh, be genetic testing, doctor's visits. It could be prescriptions, discharge summaries, and... I guess more essentially everything you do from a health perspective that involves going to see a practitioner or a clinician would somehow become digitized and shared uh, amongst health professionals. And for those who really need it for several other reasons outlined in our policy document, which might be subject to change at the last minute without any consent whatsoever from you as an individual, <laughs> disclosure voice. Now the intention, the intention of the My Health Record might sound like a good thing. I certainly think so. I truly do. The intention is to prevent the common confusion and, and potential problems that might occur from patients who see multiple practitioners who are on different prescriptions but might not understand them, like the elderly. Uh, it's to provide clarity on someone's medical record. Basically, a sort of one-click access for practitioners to have this sort of read an assay on someone's health history. That all sounds great, right? But as we've seen with the, with the somewhat pathetic group of suits who, who call themselves the Australian government, intention is sometimes different to execution. Concerns about my health record are not just coming from the left or the right, or the left or the right, sorry for you. Um, they're all over the place, including, including, I might add, from within the medical field itself. In a hilariously embarrassing survey of Australian GPs, a whopping 79% of doctors surveyed said they do not have or intend to opt out of the my health record as it stands because, this quote unquote, they think it is very difficult to say what the benefits of the system are. Okay, now actually when asked about the potential benefit of the uh, My Health Record, in fact, uh, over half of, half of the doctors surveyed said that there was either an insignificant potential benefit or none at all. So this is coming directly from the people who are meant to uphold this system, who are really the essential cogs in the machine that will make it work or not. They play a crucial role in determining its effectiveness. They say that they do not think it'll be helpful. It will not add to the patient experience, it will not improve health outcomes, and yes, they themselves will not be taking part on a personal level. What? That is like the police introducing a new law which they themselves do not have to follow. <laughs> so, the My Health Record, which has already cost Australian taxpayers over a billion dollars, is essentially in its application, according to its enforcers, its upholders, useless. But not only is it useless, 
it might also be dangerous. A drastic invasion of privacy with very significant security risks. And this was demonstrated in 2006 when, for some bizarre reason, the Department of Health provided access for Telstra to the National Bowel and Cervical Cancer Screening Register. I couldn't even believe this when I read it. They gave a commercial publicly listed company a for-profit com company access to private intimate health information with no prior consent from the patients involved. How do we know this wouldn't happen again? Now, <clears throat> there's a lot of opinion going on this um, online, and, and Digital Rights Watch is probably one of the best. Um, digital Rights Watch is an advocate body for a digital environment where individuals have the power to maintain their human rights. Their chairman, Tim Singleton-Norton, says that this government seems hell-bent on building a comprehensive, invasive digital profile of each and every citizen despite repeated concerns around privacy protection. This ranges from the decision to retain identifiable data in the 2016 National Census, the Centrelink robo-debt debacle, and the mandatory metadata retention scheme. All of these decisions do nothing other than reinforce people's very valid distrust in their government. He went on to say health information is incredibly attractive to scammers and criminal groups, creating such a massive database of Australia's, Australians' personal private health information is highly likely to become a target in the future. And these concerns aren't just conspiracy theory on paper, they're not ill-founded, they actually have real-life merit to them. And this was highlighted particularly by the breach uh, in 2000, uh, this year, in 2018, uh, in July, by the breach of Singapore, the Singaporean government's health database. Okay, and this saw this breach saw the information of about 1.5 million people hacked, including the Prime Minister Lee Hsien Long. I think I've got that right. So this is not just sort of up in the air. This is a major problem. Now, Bill Bartel, a prominent political health advisor, advisor, sorry, in the 80s and 90s, told Karen Phelps from the Courier Mail when this is regarding when the the first ideas, the original My Health Record, was sort of brought to light. Uh, it was strongly held that such a change could only be brought about on the basis of absolute trust between clinicians and patients, and that centralised records could only be accessed by health professionals, and that no other external agencies could access the system for any reason. Sounds good, right? He continued, somewhere along the way, however, the police, the police and other agencies, including, get this, the Australian Taxation Office, what the f have decided that they must have warrantless access to this treasure trove of data. Warrantless, which means they do not need a warrant to access it. They can just say, well, I feel like looking at Kale's health data this week. Why not? These provisions break the bond between clinician and patient. The idea that police and security agencies and the Australian Taxation Office and other agencies control these databases at their own will is abhorrent. To its great shame, the Parliament passed these provisions. What the heck is going on? The Australian uh, Digital Health Agency, who's behind this whole thing, uh, would tell you that they've got policies in place to protect individuals' information from any unwarranted access. This is in direct contradiction to what just was said. Warrantless access to this treasure trove of data by the police, by um, the ATO. They're saying that they'll protect individuals' information from any unwarranted access that doesn't come through a court order. I mean... Are you serious? Did Telstra get a court order to look at people's bowel history? I mean, I don't know. What what is the what is going on? 
So let's have a look at the original policies of the whole thing anyway and break them down to see how comfortable you'll feel about sharing your own health information with the government. So this from section 70 of the My Health Records Act. The system operator is authorised to use or disclose health information included in a health care recipient's My Health Record if the system operator reasonably believes that the use or disclosure is reasonably necessary for one or more of the following things done by or on behalf of an enforcement body. A. The prevention, detection, investigation, prosecution or punishment of criminal offences. Breaches of law imposing a penalty or sanction or breaches of a prescribed law. What the heck is that about? Is it, if someone is caught stealing, I don't know, what a television, would this warrant accessing their health information? Or what, what if someone talked on their phone whilst driving? And I, no, I don't mean a police officer. I mean, you know, something illegal. Does that mean their health records could, could be accessed? Why? Why would you need to access someone's health information in that instance? Are the rights to access medical care going to be revoked or affected? What, why? Will the medication someone is on affect court proceedings for something like that? This, that could, I don't know. Okay, but the key word that I see here in that little clause is the prevention of criminal offences, which essentially could be argued as so easily as an excuse to access someone's health data. It's not even funny. I mean, if you're just saying that I want to prevent Kale from driving down the street at 52 kilometres an hour, you could say, well, let's have a look at his health records to see uh, if he's seeing a psychologist this week. And if he is, well, um, if he, he's probably not going to speed. But if he's not, well, he might be stressed out, he might be angry he's more likely to speed. So let's go sit down the street with a little radar gun and we'll get him. I think this needs to be much more specific, for instance, okay? Rather than just the law, surely we could say something like breaches of medical law or fraudulent medical claims or something relevant to the situation. This just, this just doesn't hold up for me. I, for one, definitely do not want the police or the ATO, for sake, um, playing around with my health records willy-nilly. That's just ridiculous. Okay, B. The enforcement of laws relating to the confiscation of the proceeds of crime. I mean, what, did someone steal, like, too many antibiotics from the chemist or something? I don't C. The protection of public revenue. You have got to be kidding me. I mean, what the f***? Are you joking? The protection of public revenue? How, how about you guys just stop treating the medical system like a business and start treating it like a service, which is the right of the Australian people to access? Jesus, you know, if so much money wasn't wasted on this system, maybe this clause wouldn't be necessary. I don't know what public revenue you're speaking about, to be honest. But all I do know is that the other public revenues, which we know about very well, tax and fines, um, they don't ever sit that well with me. Right, well, you know, these fines and, and uh, taxes, we better give them the protection they deserve, don't you think? Uh, D, the prevention, detection, investigation, or remedying of seriously improper conduct or prescribed conduct. Like what? What, I mean, like drunk and disorderly? Oh, uh, yep, sir, I have a Mr. Brock who is being extremely improper, too many kombuchas, uh, over here criticising the Australian government on his podcast. Yep, let's look up his medical history. He's probably taking too many pharmaceuticals. I mean... This is ridiculous. We need to be specific. This is like an open-ended discussion. This is as open-ended as a freaking par parliamentary debate. E. 
the preparation for or conduct of proceedings before any court or tribunal uh, or implementation of the orders of a court or tribunal. What is this weird emphasis on crime? I just don't get what they're doing here. I mean, with nearly everything turning into a crime nowadays, uh, are they just trying to come up with excuses to, to completely have their filthy little fingers inside our personal data? I mean, I just don't get it. And look, even though these stupid clauses are in place, the um, chief executive of the Australian Digital Health Agency, Tim Kelsey, uh, says that while legislation allows for the disclosure of health information without a warrant, disgusting, the operating policy of the Australian Digital Health Agency is to require a court order for the release of information. In a statement addressing this, he said, no documents have been released in the last six years and none will re be released in the future without a court order, cor uh, coronial, sorry, coroner, yeah, yeah, coronial or similar order. Additionally, no other government agencies have direct access to my health record system other than the Digital Health Agency. Well, the reality is, uh, Mr. Tim, Mr. Chief Executive Man, a policy doesn't mean shit. Uh, it can be changed at the drop of a hat. You know, if you're fired, Mr. Tim, uh, you know, and you're sent running for the hills, then essentially this policy could just be dropped and changed. Okay, um, someone more right-wing comes in and, yep, there goes that one. Control-Alt-Delete. It's not that hard. Uh, this should be law not policy. There needs to be more solid wording and legislation in place to protect our data. And you see, this leads me to my, to my biggest concern here. Big Pharma. An article published by The Guardian entitled uh, My Health Record, Big Pharma Can Apply to Access Data has got me running for the hills with this and completely opting, opting out of the My Health Record. Um, these blurry lines that exist between the people running our country and the people profiting off sickness care, they're getting blurrier by the minute. In fact, you can't even distinguish between them anymore. It's like a revolving door. Basically, what eventuated at a, at a Senate committee um, hearing spoken about in, in the article is an admission by Carolyn Edwards, who's the Deputy Secretary of the Department of Health, that third-party access arrangements would allow medical and public health researchers to access our private health information. Um, she did not say, she said that Big pharma, pseudical companies, were not exempt, okay? So they sort of fall into that category. They may be allowed to access your private health information. Now, we were all angry about Facebook and Google sharing our browser histories, right? A little bit of red, I mean, YouTube just hanging around there. A little bit of a Snoopy sort of a controversial websites hit up. We were a little bit angry about sharing that with Google and Facebook and advertisers. But no, what about our... our genetic information? What about our previous health history? Are we not fired up about the fact that this is going to be shared with people who are trying to profit off this information? I mean, how many times has our trust been broken by this industry? It is, does not have a clean record, ladies and gentlemen. You only have to look at a surface level to find a sickening abuse of power and a, a almost relentless pursuit of profit over, over the true health and well-being of the people. It's not hard to see. And yet we're entrusting them with our health information. This is ridiculous. 
So basically, Carolyn Edwards said that the, the big pharma can't access the information for commercial purposes, and each application would be assessed on its own merits, etc., etc. But I mean, why else would big pharma want access to your health records? For what other reasons besides a commercial one? They are for-profit companies. They are not some humanitarian saviors simply trying to cure us of our health ailments. They are trying to make money. And this is okay. This is what happens in a capitalistic society. That's absolutely fine. That's our allowed um but this is kind of like allowing the dogs out in the in the pet food aisle they're gonna run amok um they're gonna meddle and mess with shit and come up with more reasons to take this pill and that drug and all, all of a sudden it's now law that your children have to take this drug before they attend school and all these different things this is this is private sensitive health information for profit commercial companies like big pharma should not be allowed access to it plain and simple so, I guess, am I telling you to, to opt out? No, that's, that's not my job at all. That's not my place. This is, essentially, this is me sharing with you why I've opted out of the My Health Record, um, why I'm choosing not to allow the government to access my private health data and, and at the same time not allowing any acceptable authorities like the ATO, like the frickin' police, to access my personal health information. Now, according to reports, only 3% of the population have opted out before the cutoff date of uh, October 15th, the middle of October. Not surprisingly, though, around 41% of people are not aware of the fact that a My Health record is being created for them. Okay, your info is going online, people, um, without your consent. And this is important because, as Tim Singleton Norton points out from Digital Rights Watch, People should be aware that records cannot be deleted once they've been created. Uh, they can only be deactivated and access for health providers removed. Personal information will still be accessible by government agencies. You see, <clears throat> this marks a pivotal moment, I think, in how we as the people who elect our government to make decisions which reflect our own values, not the values of the corporations and the media. It marks a pivotal moment in how we will, will stand up for our right to choose uh, which information we share with them, to choose our own path of healthcare, to select and vote for what kind of healthcare we want access to. What kind of healthcare that we value? What kind of healthcare will enable us to live long, happy and healthy lives? Which is, which is our right as lucky human beings living here in Australia. I should add here at the end of this rant um, some incredibly disappointing news. Last week the Australian government also removed 17 natural therapies from the private health refund scheme. Including naturopathy homeopathy and herbalism, just to, to name a few. And this is despite the fact that these treatments have a plethora of both scientific and anecdotal evidence to support their effectiveness. And yet the Australian government removes them, citing the fact that there is not enough evidence to support their effectiveness. Essentially what this does is it blocks anyone who's on the fence about this stuff, who's not woke enough yet, to, to stop going to the naturopath to stop accessing alternative therapies. Um, and you know, these are alternatives to, to essentially toxic treatments and alternatives to an industry which is profiting off us being sick. 
which inherently means that they have no interest in keeping us well. Because if we are well, we are not a customer. And this is the basic reality of the Western medical health system, is that sick people make the system money and healthy people do not. When we start to take a prophylactic approach to health and wellness, we start to take back our power. And although this is a drastic abuse of power, a drastic neglect of what the Australian people truly want, I still think that when we choose these therapies, when we stay committed to them, and when we remain educated on their potential benefits, that we take back that power and we hold on to that power. Never before have I... Have I seen a government who is so out of touch with what the Australian people truly want? I mean, look at the political events of the, of the last three months. You know, essentially what's happening is, and what has probably happened for the last 200 years, is we have a system where politicians are much more interested in maintaining power as opposed to steering and aligning our country and law uh, in a way that reflects our values as the people of Australia. I've, you know, I've remained pretty quiet about the political sphere and about political aspects of health for, for most of my career, for most of my time here in this space. But as my time in this space sort of shifts to a more commentary role um, I just I just can't stand by and and allow this blatant disgusting disregard for what the Australian people truly want the amount of money wasted on something like antibiotics for instance which studies have shown that Australian GPS prescribe up to nine times the reckon recommended amount of um, that would far outweigh the cost of keeping these natural therapies uh, within the, the realm of private health insurance. And yet, what we're not questioning this. Is this not being heard? Why is this not being heard? I think we need to stand up. I think we need to adopt an attitude of civil disobedience, of neglect and disregard for the absolute pathetic governance of our country. We need to, to hold a certain amount of disdain for the decisions that are being made in Canberra without a skerrick of consideration for what we truly want. So I don't know what the answer is to this. I don't know how we can stop this sort of stuff from happening. Do you? What do you think? Let me know. I'll see you guys in the next episode.